Welcome to episode 35. 35. <laughs> episode 35. I knew I knew you weren't going to make it. I knew it. I knew you weren't going to make it. <laughs> Welcome to episode 35 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast. I am one of your hosts, Paul Robinson. Your source for all things indie film. Yeah, we're your source for all things indie film. We talk about, uh, you know, films oh, and things. I'm Sashia Dumont. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. See, well, she's laughing because we are sitting down here to do the podcast, you see, and um, I wanted to sit Indian style, you know, and uh, I put one leg up and then I promptly almost fell over. You just slammed into, into the wall. all of the sound. Soundproofing. Proofing. Stuff, yeah. Pretty I good. Just... Classic Robinson. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's I... okay. Woo! Did you get it out of your system there? I can do this. You're a professional. I'm a professional. That's right. right. Hire me. I can totally keep my shit together. (laughs) Okay, so today we're going to talk about uh, a couple, some things we've been watching. Uh, Some things we've been watching. We went to the the movie theater Mm -hmm. to watch some things. We'll talk about um, Neptune is done. Touch on that and uh, the casting process that we've been going through for our upcoming short film. Yes. All right. So let's talk about that stuff, shall we? Okay. All right. Go. Okay. So um, I guess let's talk about the the movie, right? Want to get into the Just movie? The movie. The the movie we saw. Mm-hmm. Alita: Battle and Hell. Angel. Angel. I can't do it. Angel. Yeah. Um, what did you think of like it? Hell. Ah, hell. <laughs> what did you think of that film? Um, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Were you surprised that it was good? No, I wasn't surprised that it was good. I just, um, I, I thought it would be entertaining. I just mm-hmm. wasn't sure. Like, I knew it would be better than, like, any comic book Avengers crap. Yeah, yeah. What did you like about it, and what did you dislike about it? Um, I didn't, I wouldn't say that I disliked anything. I okay. just had, like, nitpicky things. Yeah, that, little technical things. Yeah, that I, that I don't know how to do any of. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, but I could, I could, I could not know how to do something and still say, "Oh, right. I think that was so great." I don't know how to cook, but I know when something tastes good. <laughs> you know, when something's, something's la poo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, um, I I liked the, I mean, I liked the story and and the execution of everything was really good. Normally, when you see this type of, I want to say. They started doing that maybe like, what would you say, like 10, 12 years ago where they started trying to do these like hyper, hyper-realistic um, CG type video games. Mm-hmm. Um, you started seeing stuff and you're like, whoa, that almost looks like a real building. But yeah. they were doing it more with um, with background because uh-huh. they hadn't quite like mastered people yet. Yeah. Sometimes you couldn't tell if you were looking at an actual building or if it was an animation of a building and then they started kind of moving on to people mm-hmm. and there's one thing it's that always road. yeah there's one one thing that always gives it away which is mouth movement mm-hmm. um and and this this film was was no different in in many parts where the mouth movement's just not fluid enough to yeah. fool you but i don't think they were trying to fool you because she 
first of all, no one has eyes that big. So it's yeah. not like they were like, no, we want you to think she's a human being. Right. That she's actually there. I mean, she's supposed to have like this animated kind of look. Yeah. They just want you to think look. that she's real versus being a, a person yeah. necessarily. Um, yeah. So uh, on the very close-up shots, mm-hmm. the super, super close-up shots where there wasn't very much movement, um, there were times that even her mouth, like just the creases in her lips looked real. They gave her pores, which mm-hmm. was nice. It wasn't like this just flat yeah. sort of uh, animated skin, you know? Yep. But as soon as she moved back, you could tell that's obviously an animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would have... I understand why they did it in terms of her being able to move and all the little flippies and things that she did. Mm-hmm. But I think... It would have maybe been interesting if they'd used the actress's head like they did so many of the other bounty hunters yeah. and then just made her body yeah. robotic or something like that. Yeah. But I think she and the really big, I don't remember his name, Gerwitchen, Gerwitchen, yeah. something Nailed or other. It. Those two were the only, I think, animated mm-hmm. people. The big, big guy. Yeah. Yeah. Which you thought was a real person. Yeah, I thought and it I'm was. And I'm like, whose head is that big? I just thought, it was, it just, I thought that looked really, really good. I never thought that guy was real. Yeah. I don't know. But I think it's adorable that you did because yeah. I mean, that's, so I thought massive. Parts of it were because there were like little subtle moments that I noticed because I, you know, I, I, I kind of do some similar stuff. So yeah. of when... Um, you know, when you have a head on a CG body mm-hmm. and you're not um, that, you know, you take Francis's character, right? Let's we'll call him Francis. Because <laughs> he's always going to be Francis. Ed Scree or something like that. Ed Screen. Screen. You know, he was just, he probably had a green suit on and they replaced it. But when you take like a character and you animate the character and then you just put a human head on it, there's always just this subtle shifting that happens because you it's yeah. about the character movement and angles of the head and stuff. And I felt like that that happened with the big guy a couple times, um, which just kind of made me think it was a real head. Um, but clearly I think, not. I think in the, the scene um, after the, his first battle with her where, where they're having to sort of rebuild him, they did a really nice job mm-hmm. with his face looking real, but I I never thought that that guy's face was real. Um, they, they did a great job with it, mm-hmm. but... Um, and so, yeah, so that, the 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 animated thing, that her face being animated, I don't know, people were, like, upset about the eyes. I'm just like, I guess that's just more of an aesthetic thing that she had yeah. big eyes. And when they it were very close me. to her eyes, they did really nicely with the yeah. irises and the pupil and everything looked mm-hmm. really good. My only little nitpicky thing was that there always seemed to be, like, a monsoon going through her hair and not the person who she was talking to. Yeah. It's like... Like they were trying so hard to give her hair fluid movement, realistic Which, it, fluid it, it movement. It looked great. That they kind of went a little too far. Because sometimes I was like, why is her hair moving? It looked like she had like Medusa, like her hair like, yeah. was alive. And then she would be talking to somebody and nothing was happening really yeah. in her hair. I Yeah, I loved the movie. I thought it was amazing. Uh, the visual, you know, it was dazzling, as people would say. <laughs> The visual well, effects dazzled. were dazzling. Um, it was really good. Uh, I like the story. You know, a lot of p- times these big budget, you know, I think they spent $200 million on it almost or Jesus something, $170 million. <laughs> And, um, you know, a lot of times the story suffers because you're just trying to, you know, you had that problem with Avatar, right? It looked great at the time, but the story was to to some people's 
criticisms, the story was the weaker part of it, you know, yeah, because you, you're having a, a generic story to appeal to everyone. I felt like the story was, you know, they had source material to work from. So that was helpful, obviously. So um, I liked the story a lot. The visual effects were obviously amazing. Um, her being wet was probably my favorite part. Like from a technical standpoint. Okay. All right. All right. Let's grow up here. When she I'm went into sorry. the water. Um, because, you have to change it. When she goes into the water. When she okay? goes into the water. You giant toddler. Yes. Uh, proceed. Uh, when her hair was wet and her face was wet, I thought that stuff looked so good. And there was actually this one scene, and I, and I thought about this during it that was really impressive there's a scene where she, i don't want to give too much away where she's holding something and that object oh, oh, is yes. is vibrating on the inside of it there's just this subtle detail of how if you're holding an object and that object inside that object was something vibrating and the way it would move mm. and the, how it had weight they just did such a just that little detail was just like oh my god it was it was yeah. impressive it was probably like would, 50 people whose job was have just to, to do that they didn't scene. even have to do that but just to add that detail and then to get the weight of it right it was so mm-hmm. impressive from a technical standpoint but yeah it was it was really really good i feel like it's going to be a Except um, sniffles i know i feel like it's going to be one of, it's going to be like um let me see it's going to be like a uh, edge of tomorrow for me one of those underrated movies that is uh, I just watch. I think it's doing quite well. I think that's sort of been uh, the consensus that it's it it's a really good film. Yeah, I hope so because that you know I'd like to see a sequel. Yeah, I mean, I think of course it's like it got like a seventy three or something on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes, but I can, I never go by Rotten Tomatoes yeah. unless it's the only time I really look at those things is when something gets like a four. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, there. This was probably really horrible if it got like a four but mm-hmm. when i see a cast or a, a concept that i think is really interesting and it gets like a 40 i'm like that could still be amazing yeah <laughs> just <laughs> well i too i have people like i'll look i'll watch whatever i want to watch you know if i think something looks interesting um but generally when i'm on the fence about something or i'm like i don't know if i want to see that you know if i'm more leaning towards not seeing it i have there are critics that I trust their opinion on. Yeah. In terms of that, the fact that we have similar sensibilities, and they'll see it and they'll say, "I didn't like it, and this is why." And then if I, if that kind of coincides with what I'm thinking of the the movie, I but may not ruin it if they tell you why they didn't like it. Now you know everything that's going on there. Well, no, just like a general statement. I didn't mm-hmm. like it because the story was contrived or whatever. You know. Um, so I I would use that. And and again, I may still see the movie later on, but if I'm already on the fence about it, then I use them. I never use Rotten Tomatoes, though. Yeah, no, uh, I I use them more to sort of determine the urgency on me watching something. Yeah. So if yeah. It's, if I'm like, yeah, I really, exactly. really, really want to see this, and it doesn't do well, I'll still see it. But if I'm like, eh, I want to see this, but I'm not rushing to see it, and it gets a bad review. Kind of put it at the end. I'll put it on the list because it still looked interesting, mm-hmm. but I'll just kind of shift it down over here and shift it back. Shift it back. Um, so yeah. So to wrap that up, I, I thought it was really good. I normally don't like those types of films, mm-hmm. um, and I, uh, I I have so much respect for Roger Roger uh, Robert Roger Roger Roger, Rod, Roger Roger Rodriguez. So I was like, why is that not coming out in a fluid Roger manner? Robertes. And it's because it doesn't make any sense you idiot yeah. uh robert rodriguez in that you, you know he's he's a filmmaker yeah. and he he does what he likes and 
I would love to know if somebody can confirm that the bar scene in yeah. that film, I'm pretty sure was the same room they filmed Dust Till Dawn and they just redesigned it because I know sure, he has I'm his sure own you sets. Can Google that. Google, Google it. Um, Google it. But as soon as as soon as that scene came up, I was like, I think this is the Dust Till Dawn set that mm-hmm. he has on his property, which is awesome. You yeah. know that you could just do that. Um, but yeah, so. I, I thought it was really good. I, I wouldn't say that I'm an, an, an avid Rodriguez fan. That like I must watch everything that he does. I mean, I love Dustle Dawn and Desperado, obviously, but mm-hmm. um, this I think this was one of the best things that he's directed. Yeah, that was really did a really good job with it. Yeah, I say go see it. Say go see. What would you score it? I give it an A. An A. I'd give it an A as well. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe almost an A plus, but definitely an A. I yeah. have to, I'd have to watch it again to see if I'd give it any. Oh, post. is that what you need to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you saucy mates. Um, okay, so what else did we see? We saw Won't You Be My Neighbor. Won't You Be we My just, Neighbor. We brought it down to a, a really pure, we had a pure evening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, Another documentary in the books for, for me. Yeah. Good you. Our babies all grows yeah, up. Yeah, I'm trying. Um, and that was, that was magical. It was magical. You know, it was really refreshing to see somebody who cares about kids in a wholesome way in a non-creepy way yeah, in a non-creepy <laughs> way you know someone who just wants kids to learn not only about like caring and respecting each other but learn about the important things in life like death and divorce and, and assassinations yeah and all that stuff and i feel like it was just such a he's just such a great role model you know and 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 teacher in all things like that kids should be learning. Yeah. And he, he was a bit, he had a great sense of humor. Yeah. And he was a he bit was of a, a bit sassy of, pants. A bit of a silly ass. He was a sassy pants. Yeah. Um, so I, I would definitely recommend seeing that. I had, I had heard that it was, it brought grown men to tears in the theater, yeah. in the theater, and we didn't get to go see it. So I really wanted to see it and I was excited and uh, it, it didn't disappoint. We watched, was it on Netflix? Did we watch that? No, it, it was on demand. On demand. So that was good. I enjoyed it. Rest in peace, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Damn it. Fred. Damn oh, it, Fred. Fred. <laughs> oh, Fred. There'll never be another. Um, so what what else what else have we got? Russian doll we watched. We watched a Russian the doll. The series on Netflix. Yep. On the Netflix. I thought that was I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. But the ending was kind of magoo little meh for me, for me to, yeah, as well. Just, the ending, it yeah. was really lackluster. I didn't I didn't feel like it matched everything else mm-hmm. and it was a little rough the first episode it was like natasha leone playing a parody of natasha leone it was like she was merging into bernie sanders for the entire first episode and i was like i can't listen to this voice and vernacular yeah. for an entire Healthcare for all <laughs> for an entire 13 episodes or whatever the hell it was i was like oh my god it's i mean she you know her accent she yeah. has an accent it's not like i'm like what never heard this before but it was so exaggerated and then somewhere around episode two assuming that this was uh filmed in order i you know i don't know if somebody was like listen you need to you need to tone that down a bit yeah. <laughs> um i don't know what happened but all of a sudden because I, I was like is it just me or is her accent really exaggerated and then it toned down so yeah. i don't know if it just grew on me like a fungus I mean, that's true you could have become desensitized <laughs> to it became desensitized yeah or if it did sort of 
ease up. I don't know. I would I would say if you know they're half hour episodes, so it's you can yeah, easily there's like eight of them too. Yeah. So like a four hour binge, totally binge that in a day. Yeah, I would say watch it. Yeah. I thought Definitely. it was good. I thought the cinematography was great. Yeah, it and looked nice. Yep. The editing was was cool. The concept yep. was really cool. Yeah, it was just, a great. You know, it was a great take on the Groundhog Day theme yeah. or genre at this point here, I guess. So I liked it. What would you rate it? I'll give it a B. A B? I'll give it a B. God, I should stop copying you. Think for myself. Poser. All right, B minus. <laughs> no, <laughs> there was this really interesting. I don't want to give anything away, but there was this really interesting kind of. Um, sequence or whatever with the stairwell, I thought was really funny. Oh yeah, well they—that was why I wanted to watch the show because yeah. they had that in the trailer, oh, and I, it was hilarious. And I was like, "This is this is really funny." I thought that was funny. And you know, the—I don't think it's much of a secret the the concepts of constantly re- reliving the same night mm-hmm. over and over and over again, and trying to change what happens in that yeah. night to to see if it has any effect on on your future. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really good, and uh, and fucking Warren was in it. Fucking Warren, <laughs> my name's not fucking Warren. I actually don't know his. I if I saw his Brendan name, Sexton the Third. That's there it is. I was like, mm-hmm. I know he has a name that when I see it, I'm like, oh, I know who that is. But yep. I never. I'm always. I always call him Warren, just like Francis. Yeah, just like Francis. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, but he was in it. He was good. You know, as usual, he's always solid. Yeah, he's. Solid I think actor. he's. A, he's. He's an actor that kind of flies under the radar a mm-hmm. lot like people would maybe a cinephile would say oh i definitely know that actor yeah. but most people wouldn't know who the hell he was yeah. which is so bizarre because he's he's really good we should get him on the podcast i'm sure he can't wait to do that yeah because i know he listens right every single week yeah so. every single week he listens to the podcast of the people who cannot even remember his name most of the time. I remembered it. I didn't. You, well, you did, had to think about it. You weren't, when I said, oh, that. Because I couldn't like, remember oh. if it was Sexton or Saxton. Because <laughs> he's sexy? Yeah. <laughs> sexy. Um, and so, okay. So another another show. Yes. Just zooming along here. Let's do this. Keep it another, a short one. Another show that um, we had started watching season one. Mm-hmm. We we're really excited about. And mm-hmm. then we were really excited about season two. But by the time season two rolled around, we had caught wind, wind. of a, a bit of an issue. Don't don't blow into the mic. No. It's bad for it. Yeah, you'll break the condenser or something. Don't, don't, um, what is, when you go, what is that? Don't ha into the mic. <laughs> no, exhale. I don't know. Don't do this into the mic. Someone, someone tell me what that's called when yeah. you do that. Exhale. Huff. 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 I don't know. <laughs> anyway anyway um yeah so we we're talking about uh frankie shaw's smilf smilf which was really it was really well written and uh i, I have to say really witty and clever yeah rosie funny. o'donnell was rosie o'donnell's great one of my she was actually my favorite character more so than the lead which mm. frankie shaw I, I just thought she did really really well you don't see rosie o'donnell very often and stuff she doesn't act as much anymore but she's obviously still has it yeah um and we were quite excited for the second season. We but were. Then I kind of heard something that was a little yeah. poo. Something came came uh, popped up in the in the in the news mm-hmm. regarding that show. Yeah, regarding one of the actors whose name I don't even remember right now. Mm. Um, who she was? All I can tell you is that she played Zoo Girl in uh, Three Billboards. 
in Ebbing, Missouri. In Ebbing, Missouri. Mm-hmm. She, she played the one that uh, Frances McDormand calls Zoo Girl, her ex-husband's girlfriend, the young one. Um, she, I think she's Australian. Uh, she's a character on the show. And apparently there was a clause where she didn't do nudity. Right. And I guess there was a scene that Frankie Shaw wanted this character to do a sex scene or something like that. And she didn't want to do the nudity, obviously. And so the story goes... So much goes, so that she had a, a, had a, a clause. clause. Yeah. yeah. So the story goes that um, Shaw had followed her into a trailer and had apparently lifted her own shirt, which is what she is is disputing, that right. she didn't lift her shirt, as if that was the point. Right. <laughs> the point is not whether you lift your own shirt, lifted your own shirt or not. Not that you should be doing that, but, you know, it was that wasn't the point. The point was that she was needling this person. Needling. Uh, yeah. I've never heard that before. It's like a like an old bitty kind of thing. Yeah. It's the old lady that lives inside my heart. Yeah. Uh, it's needling me. Yeah. Uh, she was sort of uh, pushing her then, okay? No, needling's fine <laughs> now that I know what it is. Um, to, to do the scene yeah. that she clearly wasn't comfortable with. So that's kind of rule number one, right? You don't want to push your actors, especially ones with sex scene clauses, yeah. to take their tops off if they're not comfortable with I think it. It's, yeah, sorry. Can I finish my sentence? Yeah, <laughs> 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 no, I was just going to say, I mean, especially when you're when your show is about female empowerment. Right. It's kind of a cruel irony there that that a sex scene and a topless scene, I hardly, I doubt would have made or broke that episode. Yeah. There's no way that yeah. was important enough to actually have. So now I, I believe this actress is leaving the show. This mm-hmm. is her last season. And I think even Rosie O'Donnell can, had kind of stood up for the actress because yeah. she was treated badly. And then there was another instance where she agreed to do the scene, I believe, uh-huh. but wanted a close set. Yeah. And Frankie Shaw kind of put the kibosh on that without her knowing and told well, them to turn. Well, in the middle of it, yeah. Yeah, told them to turn the cameras on. Allegedly. So we'll then everybody was able to see the scene, which is kind of like, look, you got what you wanted. Yeah. Is it absolutely necessary that everybody watched this yeah. scene? I mean, look, it's... They're going to see it on the show anyway, but true. the point is, that's not the point. I mean, I'm sure that was her yeah, argument was like, well, if if everyone's going to see it anyway, but it's like, you know, you, as a director, myself. As a director. As a director. I'm a director. It's my job to make everybody feel as comfortable as possible Yeah. during every yeah. scene, not just, especially sex scenes or any scenes that are intimate or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or where actors are vulnerable. These people are, are vulnerable. They're, they're. Becoming, making themselves vulnerable for you to tell mm-hmm. your story. Right. The least, I think the the baseline minimum that you can do for them is to make them feel as comfortable as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it and doesn't, I, doesn't... I mean, I know it speaks more for one's ability as an actor to sort of play through that. But I would think that as a director or producer, if somebody is that hell-bent on not doing something, how good a performance are they going to give me if they really don't want to do this scene? So is it really worth it, I guess, you know? Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I think that... Because it's not like... It's different when... Look, yeah, everyone's going to see everything, right? It's on TV and then it's there forever. Once it's online, it's you're never getting rid of that. And obviously she's well aware of that, but it's just different when... People, when you know people can see your boobs on their own time versus being in a room. Yeah. And outside of that room, there are other rooms that are telecasting that. <laughs> yeah. 
your boobs. You know, it's just different. I, I can totally understand because, you know, there's going to be some jerk out there that's like, what's the fucking difference? Your boobs, right? It's still the process of it is uncomfortable. Yeah. And I don't need more people there than I'm comfortable with. Right. And it's irrelevant what anybody else thinks anyway, because that's, that's like, your yeah, that's Body. like saying like, oh, well, why don't I just walk into a GYN office, you know, Donald Duck in it, because I'm just going to, right? Let, you know, hey, we're just going to have an exam. Well, just because, walk around naked. Everybody's seen yeah, a naked person at yeah, some point. Exactly. It's a GYN office. Why wear pants walking through the door? Well, because, you know, there's people have their own level of comfort. level of modesty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, I, how unnecessary is it to have a, a paper cover? Right, your doctor's about to put your legs in stirrups. Boy, mm-hmm. this conversation took a turn. Yeah. yeah. It's biology, people. Yeah. Grow up, says the person who just laughed Go gorilla at, a, biology. at a wet joke. <laughs> biology <laughs> like, cast. Um, but it, it's just similar in that sense. You when you go to a doctor and Oh, if we go for surgery, they give you the little gown with your ass out, right? Mm-hmm. You, you could say, well, what the hell? Why? Why? They, they're going to see your whole body naked anyway. Because it's it's a comfort thing. Yeah, you know, totally. I am not comfortable just laid out on a gurney, <laughs> mm-hmm. balls out or whatever you got, you know? Yeah. It just, I don't know. So, again, we weren't there, mm-hmm. but it seems to be pretty legitimate yeah. there's uh you know especially I mean, we'll preface all this with a huge allegedly but yeah but it's, it's a conversation worth having absolutely you know i think it's worth having and and uh i think it was just kind of disappointing that should all this be did if all this went down the way that they claim that it did that frankie shaw's response was kind of like oh well you know it's just it's it's a learning curve or something like that it was a learning experience yeah learning experience it's like that's a lot more than that i mean you don't if if you're just now learning on set how to treat people with respect, that's kind of sad. Right. That's just kind of decent. A learning experience is like, no, we don't need a focus puller. Right. And then like season shit, two, it's really like, shit, we really needed a focus puller. Speaking of, we're looking for a focus puller. We're looking for a focus puller. Um, that's a secret. Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, so that's that. So now we'll, I guess, that perfect segue. All right, focus Se- puller, focus puller, cast and crew, cast and crew. So we're 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 crewing up and mm-hmm. casting up for our next short film. That's true. Um, that we're shooting in September, September, <laughs> right? <laughs> September. Wait, I mean, it's high, it's high school Spanish. It's, it's it comes right. back to me. It's close. I mean, so yeah, we we have um, we're going to be we're we've just kind of. We have a couple more auditions to come in, um, but we've whittled down all the... It's pretty much over. Yeah, we've whittled down all the candidates that we feel fit the role the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not to say they're, the uh, other actors aren't good or anything like that, but just the actors that we feel, feel fit yeah. the role the best. Um, so we are going to be... you know, So we're setting up callbacks for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been an, an interesting experience to cast this film. Yeah. Because we've never needed to cast this many people before. And by this many, we mean three. <laughs> well, in total, it's like six. It's six, but we... We had three already cast. Yeah, I'm one of them, so I don't yeah. count. And then we had two that we've already worked with. Because yeah. that's usually what we do. We film something, there's usually no more than three people in a scene because yep. we don't have enough money for more people. Yep. And we always pick people we know because we're like, we can't afford to gamble on someone we don't know. Just yeah. go with people we know. Yeah. Um, and so we did... We are uh, working with people we know again, but we are also working with three completely new actors to us. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of my least favorite part because now... Oh, I love this part. 
So I fun. love this part, but I hate this part because if there were only one person for each role, I'd say, oh, this is going to be really fun because well, yeah. now we get to audition, but the, you know, in person and yay. Mm-hmm. But now I think for one of the characters, there's, I think, three people that I really like for that one character and then two people for another character that I really like. Obviously, can o- there can only be one. Right. I always feel bad because I want to hire them all. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, you just, you, you've dedicated, you've sacrificed so much of your time for, for us. And, and you memorized the You memorized the lines, you came, you, you're possibly coming to the callback. And then I, 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 and then this person just kind of fits the role a little bit better. And then I'm like, but I'm so, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just feel bad. I feel like, um, I'm not a, cut out for this. I feel like a, a, a lonely person walking into a cat sanctuary. Yeah. And I just, you can only have one. You can only pick one kitty. Know, but I want them all. And they're all sweet. And you're like, oh, no, I like all the kitties. Yeah. You can only have one. Uh, but it doesn't mean that you can't come back. At another time at when another you wanted time, a different kitty. When that kitty runs away. <laughs> you're when you're done editing that kitty. When you're done editing that kitty. <laughs> and that kitty's like, fuck this, I'm out. Um, and then you can get another one. Um, yeah, so I, I know that probably sucks for the actor. The actor is like, yeah, great, thanks. But whenever we find actors we like it's so it's not i don't say that um just to to soften the blow Mm -hmm. so to speak to be like oh we'll totally keep you in mind if i say i will keep you in mind for next time and you're at a at at a a callback not like when you send me i do say that to people on videos because i don't know what to say sometimes it's they're so bad and i'm like you know what i'll keep you i'll keep you the old rolodex you know but if it's a if it's a, a callback and you're standing in front of me and, and, you know, I say, we will keep you in mind for the next project. I do mean that. Yeah. Because it, I mean, it only makes sense too, because for me as a director, I know this person's skill set. I know this person's personality. I know, um, I know, I, I sort of know this person mm-hmm. and I can think of working with them is, is something I'm already ready to do. So there's no reason that if there's another role, like this person would be perfect for it. And for you as a writer, you can, if you're writing something, you'd be like, oh, you'd be in the middle of writing something. Like, you know who'd be perfect for this? That's so usually what I do. Yeah. with pe- I usually you write know? things uh, to sort of tailor people that we know. I kind of mm-hmm. give it their personality because I, I'm pretty sure they'll do it. So um, Because if we're able to, like, let's say, for example... Uh, we have another. We're shooting another short film in the spring. Let's say we're not, but well, maybe. But we'll, let's just say this spring. No, next spring. Oh, <laughs> I was like what? You know, if we know, if we have, let's say, five roles and we can fill them right at that moment, then why wouldn't we do that? You know, yeah. why hold auditions if we know, like, well, this person came in and read for this. They weren't right for that, but they would definitely work for this. Yeah, it just makes so much more sense. I don't think that. Um, I don't know. I don't think that that I've ever worked with a person and been like. That was a that was a bad idea. Everyone, not yet. No, I don't. You know, I'm not a uh, I'm not a big rehearsal person. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like it takes away from the sort of spontaneity. organic spontaneity yeah. that that an actor will bring because then it's just far too rehearsed and everyone's sick of it already and he's rehearsing the same thing over and over again. I I just don't like doing rehearsals. Um, but yeah. So but what about running lines? That's different thing to you or is that similar i mean i don't mind running lines like just giving it a a once over more for timing yeah um just so that especially if i want something if i want the emphasis 
mm-hmm. antithesis <laughs> was what I was, antithesis. I think my mouth wanted to say. Um, I'll just kind of go over it and go like, hey, this is the kind of inflection that I, I like for this character. If you could just kind of think about, you know, when you deliver the line, you're thinking this, this, and that. But yeah, I don't even really run lines much. Because mm-hmm. that is kind of like rehearsing. Yeah. So you're running the same lines over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, action. You're like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's, 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 you know, it, I guess a lot of it depends on the actor, right? You know, some sometimes I would assume actors, some actors take a couple takes to really get into that um, scene, you know, to, we, to yeah, get that comfort level going. Yeah, I think that's for everybody, going. but I do that on camera. Yeah. I, the, I sort of, when, when we are timing a shoot, that's, I kind of allot that time before every scene to go, okay, probably the first three takes or... They might be throwaways yeah. or ask, you know, some parts of them, <laughs> certain aspects of that might be a throwaway because we were just getting into it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It might be a, 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 a memorization thing for some people that they might yeah. rehearse because it helps them memorize. It do, That doesn't work for yeah, me. Yeah, to get that comfort level. Yeah, so... Yeah, so we're we're in that process. I think the call doing the callbacks will be fun, you know, because uh, I like meeting people and watching people work and seeing people's interpretations of mm-hmm. things, seeing how you know you don't go too far like some people, but you know, <laughs> you know, uh, I do like to see other people's takes because somebody may bring something to the, especially when they're just working with a size and they don't have context, um, which yeah. is you know can dangerously go in either direction, but it also can bring about a different a- approach or different thinking of it. I, I, I'm gonna, as long as you know what type of character it is. I'm just going to touch a bit on what you just mentioned. Okay. Without naming names. I couldn't if I wanted to because I don't remember the, this particular actor's name. Um, but I think there's always that question in an actor's mind of how far should I take this? Um, do I want to, you know, just go balls to the walls and like, I have this idea for this character and I'm, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is... Something that you can try maybe for a callback, mm-hmm. but personally, when I ask for video auditions, it's just kind of to get a feel of what your range is. That's really see. more of what it is, is that I want to see what your range is on camera and then in the callback, because I'm not necessarily looking for, this, this is just me personally, mm-hmm. you know, maybe other people function differently, but when I, when I, when I watch the video auditions, I'm looking just to see what your range is. Mm-hmm. You may not have given me anything that I wanted for that character in particular. How could you? You don't know the script well. You don't. You have no back backstory to it. You just yeah. have these sides. You don't know what the the situation is. Um, and then at the callback or prior to that, when we give you either the whole script or more of the script or something, that's when I can direct you as to what the character is like, mm-hmm. how to play it. But in the callback for me, in the video audition for me, the initial, it's just to see what your range is. Yeah. Just be able to say, this person can clearly act. If you can act, then you need to be able to take direction to be a good actor. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how you played it. I can I can help you we play can, it whatever way that, yeah. I want it. Um, but this particular person took a gamble in their video audition. And I just have to say, like, it's not a great thing to do because... He took the character to just this like really maniacal, insane place, but for the very end of it. Yeah. So he was playing the character one way 90% of the time. Uh And then at the end, just lost his shit Mm. 
And uh, I was at work when I was watching that audition, and I had to stop it because it was so loud. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Um, not something I would recommend doing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, again, and, and you know, I don't know if if an audition, a self-tape is somewhere where you but I'm not an actor, so I'm speaking a, a little You're bit not. out of turn. Yeah, well, started out as an actor. But <laughs> oh my as God, a, it's like I've never heard that story yeah. before. What? Yeah, did you know that? <laughs> um, uh, I want to just see, for me, it's all about presence, right? It's all about comfortable being, just being in that moment in your in your own skin. So when I'm, when I'm, when I see an audition tape, and this is just me, and I know that actors have to deal, when they're doing an audition tape, they have no concept of, yeah. The, the audience that they're that they're you know auditioning for you know if somebody there may be directors out there that love big bold choices maybe it's the wrong one but they want actors to really go for it mm-hmm. you know for but for me personally I just want to believe you mm-hmm. you know and if you if the the bolder choice you make to me or the bigger choice you make to me I don't know because I want to give you direction right we, you don't have the whole story mm-hmm. so. I just want to. See, I just want to believe you, and if I can believe you, I can work with that. If you're making big bold choices, then I have to wonder if you're going to be making those choices on set when time is money, right? I guess. I think it's always uh, the the idea is that um, as a director for you, and I mean as as a co director, because I, I I will jump the fuck right in there if I don't <laughs> if I don't like the way a character is being portrayed. Um, I'm going to, I would rather say to you as an actor, I need you to give me more than to have to keep saying, I need you to give me less. Mm-hmm. So it's very much the less is more kind of thing. Yeah. I'd rather say, Especially you know what, bring it up, like bring it up a bit more mm-hmm. than to have somebody just haphazardly flailing about through this performance and me having to just go, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> no. I, I think a perfect example is that of that is that we had a, another person send in an audition. I I felt we both loved him for the part, you know, the look wise, his mm-hmm. voice, everything. Um, but I felt it was a little. Um, I don't want to say flat, but I feel like I wanted him to give me a little bit more. Yeah. So, but I want I want <clears throat> I wanted him to come in mm-hmm. because I feel like. You know, especially with this film, because it's it's such a subtle film. There's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of subtleties going on in the performances that I'd like yeah. to see. You know, bringing that bringing a ten down to a five may be a little more difficult than bringing a three to a five. Yeah, just just don't come in crazy. Yeah, that's that's the bottom line. Yeah, bottom line. Just you know, tone it down. Relax. Relax. Shift it back. Just relax uh-huh. a little bit. I just yeah, and there's you know most of the. All the auditions that I really liked, I just believed the person. Yeah. You know? And when you make big, bold choices like that, I think it's it's great that you have the creativity to do that. But at the same time, it kind of, and maybe unfairly so, it kind of uh, puts this thought in my head of... Like, this is the this is the character. You know what I mean? Well, it, look, it's a really cutthroat business, right? You yeah. have um, You have very little time to convince and impress these people that you're right for the part. They're going to see, I mean, and th- we're a tiny production. Yeah. We're a tiny production. We went through, I don't know how many people that we had, you know. A couple hundred. Yeah. For a, for a tiny production. 
Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine when you're casting for an A-list film, yeah. you know, that you've got tons of background. I mean, not that they you don't audition background actors, but I mean, you know, you've got tons of people in scenes and you don't have a lot of time. So if you're coming in at a 10, yeah. it's just like next. You know? yeah. And we had, you know, there was that one guy, but then we, you get that a lot with stage actors. We had a couple of those performances as mm. well, that from the moment they opened their mouth, they were just like projecting, projecting or, like yeah. they were on stage. Cause it's two, it's two totally different ways of acting. Uh-huh. Um, but it was unfortunate because I kind of, none of those people made it into the callback that mm. the stage actors that I know were stage actors that I didn't, I didn't need them to tell me. Because it was just too much, almost just kind of took the character somewhere that I was like, oh, no, no. Why is why is uh, Rosalind screaming yeah. so much? <laughs> there yeah. were zero exclamation points in the monologue. Yeah. I don't know why you're screaming. Um, yeah. So, but the people that kind of just relaxed and brought in props because they're at a dinner table. Mm-hmm. A couple people brought in a beer bottle and were mm-hmm. like drinking from a beer bottle. I'm like, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know? I like to see the investment there. I like that. Yeah. See, for me, something like that speaks more that you're invested in this character. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's so that's, that's that. That's so, our experience with. So we'll be casting. we'll be doing auditions probably within the next month. Mm-hmm. Our, our live auditions. Yeah. And uh, you know we'll have to tell some people no, which is not our favorite part of uh, the process. I know. But yeah. I'm sure it's not the first time they've heard no. That's yeah. like our so. Our, our the bane of our existence as actors is actually you usually don't hear no that's another thing that i'm just yeah. actually going to talk about i've actually had some actors that don't have a lot of acting experience be really annoyed by the fact that they're not told that they didn't get the part and i was like i don't know how to tell you this but that's not how it works like if we had to reach out to every single person that submitted for the part that we decided not to go with, I would yeah. have to dedicate two weeks of my life just emailing people eight hours a day. Yeah, No one's going to do that. If you don't hear from whoever you're auditioning for, yeah. you didn't get the part. I, mean, I think most people know that. Yeah, but some... Don't. I'd like to think that. <laughs> I know I know you'd like to think that. You're generally a really optimistic person, but I'm telling you from experience, having spoken to said people, mm-hmm. um, that not everybody knows that. Yeah, They kind of feel like, you know... Yeah, you know what I really hate? Like, just tell me I didn't get the part. No, I did <laughs> when I didn't call you back. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but the, if you didn't hear back, you didn't get the part. That's yeah. pretty much how that goes. Yeah, it's a lot of people. There's way too much to do in a production to have to actually send correspondence about a rejection. It's yeah. just, I don't know. Yeah. So just so you know, that doesn't happen that way. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. So, what has finally ended? The era of Neptune mm. is over, mm-hmm. and now it's out there in the world. It sounds like a like a cult. Yeah, the era of Neptune. <laughs> Could have called it that. So, yeah, I, I've been working on this this little project of mine for three months. For three months, um, and it's finally done. I put it out there. It's you know getting the, where where can people find the stuff? It's on the YouTube's. YouTube.com slash Send3Productions or on our site, Send3Productions.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can check it out. I'll put links. I'll put the links. Yeah. It's fine. Um, so you can check that out. Um, but so yeah, it was no a great... surprise it's getting a lot of views because it's sci-fi. Yeah. Well, for us, a lot for of us, views. Yeah. Not... Probably catastrophic for most people. Yeah. But for us, anything that goes over like 100 views, we're like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that did well. 
so yeah, I like I like the you know everyone likes to hear oh great job this looks amazing and I you know I love hearing it just as much as the next person but I really appreciate the people that are like I really liked it but I feel like this part could have been improved by doing this or whatever because then it gives me something to work on for the next because I learned a lot doing it mm-hmm. and I've noticed that online it's weird right because I guess it depends on how depends right because most people say. Oh, you know, we have like, I don't know, a few comments on the YouTube and they're all positive, which is great. Um, and not that I want negative comments. but For could, now. For, you know, I want, I, I specifically had posted that I would like constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. So I know what, you know, people that don't care about me as a person necessarily would view, you know, my friends and stuff. They're going to be like, oh, it looks great. You're so great and blah, blah, blah. Um which is great for my ego, but it doesn't help my skill set. Yeah. You know, so I, I mean, also I think, I think in an ideal world, right. The general rule is like, Oh, just be nice to people. Yeah. But you don't, which is great. You don't get better at what you do by having people lie to you. Yeah. And, and that's not to say that you should look for flaws in it. If you feel it's great and perfect, then say that. But I will like my criticism of Alita. Mm -hmm. Those are like nitpicky shits that it's just like, that didn't affect how I liked the film. And that's right. why I said like, look, I don't do this work. Okay. So I, I know how, I know how much work goes into that. I just don't do that. Yeah. And most likely because I know how much work goes into that. Yeah. I would never want to have to do all that stuff. So it's not, it's not a criticism. It's just like, Oh, that's like one thing that I kind of noticed. But if something's really horrible, I just don't review it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. just kind of my rule. Cause if I have nothing, nothing to say, yeah. Nothing nice to say. Don't say anything at all. You just kind of, I don't know, because what what good will come from that? And that, yeah. But that isn't to say that we may not review stuff that we realize, you know what, there's a lot of flaws, but this person has potential because well, we've all been it's there. It's the constructive part of constructive criticism, right? Yeah. I mean, anybody can be a critic. They can just yeah. say, oh, that's stupid. But to to take the time to figure out why it doesn't work for you and how you think it could be better is that person isn't being is, has become invested in your work, yeah. You know, and that's that's a that's an awesome thing. You know, I, you know, but there's a, there's a, but there's a fine line between. I guess it's not a really fine line thing. It really depends on the person, you know, that you're talking to. I can yeah. I can take creative criticism. I love I love it, but some record. people like some people like yeah, and you don't necessarily yeah. I guess that's yeah, true like too. off record. You and I would be like, oh my god, that was terrible. It was, oh, but. I'm not going to go, especially to somebody that, that I don't know, I'm not going to go online and be like, this sucked, yeah. period. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm out. Like, well, thank you. That's really helpful. Versus saying like, you know, I feel like this person has potential. They seem to want feedback mm-hmm. and saying, you know, trying to find something good in it. Like, hey, I think this concept could have been really great. However, the lighting completely took me out. Yeah. Um, it's just There's just kind of ways... To say it, and that isn't to say that on our own time behind closed doors, we don't completely dog shit. Everybody does that, except mm-hmm. like Mister Rogers. Yeah, be the only person that you know. Sometimes you, you know, we've watched stuff and been like, "Holy hell, that was really bad." Mm-hmm. And it's usually from people that don't know it, and that's the point. It's usually for it's usually the kind of work that it, there's a pattern, yeah. and you see this in, in in all of their work. Nothing ever improves because of that, because their friends were always like, "That's awesome, man." Yeah. You know, and it's like, no, no, it's not. Someone yeah. needs to say to you that lighting is bad. Yeah. Your I mean, audio is terrible or, you know. Yeah. 
I mean, luckily for us, we're kind of our own worst critics. So even if somebody tells us, if everybody tells us our movie is great, we still think it sucks. Yeah. So it was like, your performance was flat. You think I don't know that? Yeah. <laughs> you honestly think I don't know that? <laughs> oh, I knew you were going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. So- Constructive criticism, we welcome it. Even on this show, if you're like, stop freaking yammering about constructive criticism. <laughs> constructive criticism. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to hear your cackling laugh. Yeah. Well, that's not really constructive because I can't change that. Yeah. Okay, that's just what I sound like. I'm sorry. Yeah. And but if you were to explain why the cackling laugh offends you in I, a specific way, I wouldn't give a shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, and that's another thing. I think thing. that's the point of it. You have to learn how to just go, mm, sometimes people are going to have issues with something you do that other people don't. Yep. And do you like it? And other people, okay, fine. But if I see, if the common consensus is that my performance was terrible and my friends are not going into detail about why it was good, yeah. chances are it wasn't good. <laughs> you know, They're trying to not talk about it. Yeah. But if you're getting good feedback and you're happy with your performance and you feel like you learned a lot and a couple people are like, I didn't like her. She sucks. It's yeah. like, okay. I mean, whatever. She sucks. She sucks. That's it. I just, I, I, I see that all the time where people are like, this sucked. Yeah. Okay. Why? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Just everything, everything sucked about Every it. Every single Every thing. Every single thing about it. Damn. Yeah. That's rough. What are you going to do? Yeah. But you have people that hate, you know, classic movies quote unquote and uh so everyone's a critic not everyone is a constructive hate, critic i kind of hate some classic movies yeah well exactly i mean it's all and at the, the end of the wind, day it's all art right gone with the wind and casablanca i've never no. understood the lore of those movies i've seen I've, them i haven't even times. seen them I've seen them several times and i'm like i don't i don't get I don't it, get it. <laughs> well you know oh well I guess I'm just a jerk, you know. Why don't you it. like it? Let's go into detail about why you didn't like it. What's constructive? I just about I, that I criticism? didn't. Well, you know what it is. I don't really care for a lot of performances in that time yeah. because felt kind of stagey. Everything was stagey back then. Yeah. There really wasn't. Uh, you know, you didn't have method acting and character acting and mm-hmm. that kind of, you had, you went from like Charlie Chaplin to Humphrey Bogart yeah. and Marilyn Monroe, who, you know, Marilyn Monroe, who was an intellect, but played a dingbat for yeah. her, her entire career, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like, cin- yeah, that was when cinema started. It was the birth of it. But what, what thing at, at the very beginning of its existence is perfected? Right. You know, so that was the, I think some of the, the, the toughest times for film you know, women had that like transatlantic. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'll see you in the corridor, and you know, yeah, like yeah. who the hell spoke that way? Yeah. This became a thing. You know, yeah. that was just every woman sounded like that in film. So when people talk about great old film, I'm like that. I think that's the worst time for. I think cinema picked up in the 70s. That's when shit got real yeah. for me personally. Yeah, 70s and on is when. Film started to get really good. In the 60s, it was kind of like coming around. But for me, it was the 70s. Mm. A lot of great films and performances came about in that time and just got better. It's yeah. not because we are better than then. I just think there was there was no um, there was no bar yeah. back then, I mean, right? Things get they, better with time. They set so, the bar and yeah. it was like, well, this is film. This is I don't think I don't think performances needed to be good. People were just amazed that they were watching 
people moving around on a big yeah. screen. You know, that was enough. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Twilight Zone. The performances are never great. The performances on Twilight Zone are usually kind of magoo. Yeah. But the stories the concepts, for yeah. that time were groundbreaking. So it's, I always watched, I always loved that show more for the stories. Mm-hmm. I think probably in the 50s and the 60s, it was more uh, sitcoms and yeah. comedy. Yeah. Like Lucille Ball. That comedy wouldn't work now. It would be considered cheesy. Mm-hmm. But she's one of my favorite people in the entire freaking world. She's one of the people mm-hmm. I would bring back. You know, when they say, if you could bring back yeah. three Or go to people, dinner with someone that passed away. Yeah, or three, three people that passed away. If you can have dinner with th- three of those people, she would be one of them. Yeah. She was a pioneer, but comedy was different than when people tried to do this like serious, mm-hmm. you know, like Judy Garland and yeah. Wizard of Oz was, oh, oh, oh. Oh no! <laughs> well, it's a nostalgia thing for a lot of people, I think. You know, yeah. Well, it hadn't been done before. Yeah, totally get why people loved it. But when you go back, when you compare, you know, Judy Garland to like, you know, an actor of the same age at this time, you're going to get way more range because there, you know, we've we've gone, we've moved along. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I can see your point in that. Thank you, sir. You know, you're welcome. I was trying to be constructive. <laughs> yeah, that's very constructive. It's very constructive. Maybe ov- overly so, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> bitch. Uh, oh, 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 whatever. You know, yeah. whatever. That's fine. That's what I, whatever. No, I agree. You know, things just get better with time, you know, as we prefer. Not, I shouldn't say generally get better with time. Things. things. Some things do. Yeah. And but see, look, now the we, art have, of acting. we have great performances, right? And storytelling is kind of going to shit yeah mainstream that's why i meant more in terms but of the, mainstream. but the art of acting has certainly gotten better has cer- yeah it's certainly you know? gotten better but back then these stories this was the first time anyone had told these stories yeah. everything was original back then yeah but they didn't have acting had not been around long enough i mean people have been acting since six shakespearean days and putting I'm on sure. plays and stuff but i mean just you know having actual like theory and all this stuff didn't start until later and now we have all that. We're like, hey, let's remake everything that was already oh, made. God, yeah. Let's just do it again, but with zero substance. Yeah. Cool. I can't wait to see it's that. It's going to be great. That's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. You know, again, I, I don't know. We can't have it all, I guess. Yeah. So, um, shout outs. Shout so we're outs. done, by the way, in case you didn't realize. Yeah, we're done now. So here's the shout outs. We could shout out to Steady Geeking. Mm-hmm. And Reality Bomb Comics. It was like you were confused for a second. Like, Steady Geekin? Steady Geekin? I've heard this before. Well, I was going to say something. I was going to try to say something witty after Steady Geekin. And your but brain it, shut off? Yeah. And I was like, nope, just go to the next one. Go to the next one. <laughs> uh, so Steady Geekin, Real- Reality Bomb Comic Cast, uh, Mega Brain Comics. Not up for, for debate? Not up for debate. I always forget about that one. I'm sure Brandon loves loser. hearing that. Uh, <laughs> I like the podcast, though. Anyway, um, and yes. uh, Mega Brain Comics, which is currently seeking partnerships. Yes. So I'll have links to all that stuff. Um, so if you, so you want can, to be partner in a comic book shop. And who doesn't? Hello. Then reach out. Reach out. And you're local. I, don't know, I guess you don't have like to the be the Rhinebeck here. area, yeah. You could technically be, technically be partner and be cross-country. Yep. Whatever. Yeah. Um, shout out to... Cassandra Abner, she's got Demon X, was just released on, mm-hmm. I want to say, Amazon Prime. A lot of flippies on, on there. there. Yeah. 
She does the stunt thing. She does and all the, the flippies. Thing and we watch that. So check that out. Yep. Um, what else? Any more shout outs in Perry? Probably. There's probably way more shout outs in, but it's, I've just put food in my belly. Stand up. Shout out. <laughs> That's not the lyrics. No. But it was close. I give you credit. For so check close. all those things out. I'll put the links in there. Um, we ha- hopefully have a guest next week as well. Yes. So that should be fun. I don't, we don't want to jinx it, but. I know you guys love when we just sit here and yeah. ramble on, but. Head, head back. Okay. You know, we figured we, you know, we have to kind of tease you. Yeah. By just, you know, sticking random relevant people in there <laughs> until we come back to you. Yeah. Which is what it's really all about. Yep. When you think about it. hundred percent. I, was, I thought you were going to try to do that in Spanish like everything else, but... No. I don't know dis- percent in Spanish. What a disappointment. All right, guys. Okay. Thank you for sticking through the episode. Yeah, and have a great week. Sure. Okay. We couldn't decide on a song. We love them. We couldn't decide on a song. We love them. We couldn't decide on a song. So we came up with this one.